0: Hi, you're listening to the audio version of my recent Substack post, there is no version of me that does not end up deleting Instagram on Impatiently Curious by Divyanshu Dembi. This will be a short post. I don't remember how many times I've deleted Instagram, I've done it so many times that it has become a running joke among my friends and family, that I only delete it to come back later. And unfortunately, that has been true all along. I've tried everything, temporarily disabled my account, deleted the app from my phone, even permanently deleted the application and my account so many times. But no matter what I did, I always came back to it. My self-discipline is a joke, or hopefully was. Instagram possibly has the most potent network effect of them all. Of all of the times I have relapsed, it has either because someone has asked me to come back or I myself went back because that was where all of my friends were. And mind you, it is an addiction. There is no other way to put it. The first step to free yourself of the oppressiveness of Instagram or maybe social media as a whole is to accept that it is an addiction. But coming back to why I came back to Instagram all of the times, it was because that was where all of my friends and family's lives were happening. Not being active there felt as if I was missing out an important aspect of my friends and family's lives. Which, of course, was nowhere near the truth. For the people that matter, there was no information regarding them that I was uniquely able to get only because of Instagram. Conversely, the only utility of the app was to keep me updated with the lives of the people that did not really matter to me that much. The other reason why I kept going back was to showcase myself, to upload my life and offer it up for consumption by others. When you upload aspects of your life on social media, you're commodifying yourself and offering life events as content for others to consume. Now this works for some people, right? They don't have an issue with it and continue as usual. But I also think that these are rare people. For most individuals, including me, it feels as if we have to produce and capture our life in a particular way only so that we may upload it for the gram. The psychological assault of such an approach is immense. If quote-unquote real life is a life lived in which you do not alter your experiences or react in a certain fixed patterns to be packaged for others to consume, social media makes you do the absolute opposite. It makes you alter your life, behavior, reactions, etc. to optimize for likes and reach. In other words, any social media influencer, established or wannabe, is living an inauthentic life, and there is no other way to look at it. You could make the argument that by that logic, every user of these platforms is living an inauthentic life because they do alter things in their lives even if on a smaller scale, to be able to upload it online. And guess what? You wouldn't be entirely wrong. The only difference is between the degree of the authenticity. Social media influencers model all of their lives around optimizing for likes and comments, and normal users only do that occasionally. The worst issue, in my opinion, is that it is a slippery slope and it fundamentally changes the way you view reality. Once you start to commodify your life for likes and comments, there is no going back. Why hold back at making vlogs for 2 hours a day? You have 24 hours in a day, why not commodify all of it? Anyway, content is in short supply these days. Therefore, the reality becomes inauthentic in total. Everything that one does has to be optimized for content not life. If you're generally interested in the reasons why you should leave all social media, read Jason Lanier's short book 10 Arguments for Deleting Your Social Media Accounts right now. But of course, when I read that book, I did not delete any of my social media accounts, for I was an addict. So what has changed then? Well, actually nothing significant. I was just tired of knowing the truth and still not acting on it. On a side note, I was always clear that one day I will leave the platform for good. And I knew this because I could not imagine any version of myself in the future using Instagram and not feeling bad because of it. And I think it is because the platform is designed to be a social comparison tool. Comparison is at the core of their user experience. Or at least it was that way for me. I think it's so because it's a lifestyle app. It exaggerates the comparisons, only showcases the good parts, which for example, an application like Twitter or Clubhouse do not do as much. I could not help but keep on comparing my life and achievements with others. Look at the places they've visited, look at how rich they are, look at the great universities they go to, etc. One of the reasons I used to give myself most of the times while relapsing was that it was a problem with me and not the platform. That if not on Instagram, I'll compare myself with others elsewhere. And I cannot keep on running away from all of the platforms just because I am flawed in this way. Well, to be fair, it is pretty sound logic, except I could never learn to not compare myself while being there. And as the learning never really happened, the usage cost would always be more than any benefits. So today, I deleted my account for the last time in my life. I'm never going back. Ever. And that is the story of how there is no version of me that does not end up deleting Instagram. No matter how I change my interactions and usage of the application, the costs always outweigh any benefits. It is time to say goodbye, the same way I did to Facebook a year ago. I wonder if Twitter is next. Thank you for listening to this audio narration of this post. I'll see you sometime later.